Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Oh, you ready to get a degree on Friday? Nope. Nope. I have to wait till Monday. <laughs> Damn it. I was told Tuesday. Party on the weekends. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, welcome back. So, of course, I'm Dylan and... I'm Chris. I'm back. Right. I am me. So, we have another fucking Friday. You, uh, you okay over there? You, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I just got a little stretching, which... The stretch represents also what academia is, a really long stretch. That never seems to end. <laughs> right. And when you think you get to the end, it stretches more. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so... Uh, Failure. Essentially, what we're talking about, the relevance of scholarly articles, you know, and what they, I guess, mean, not only to the average person, but from also theoretical, conceptual point of view. Mm. As a lot of people view scholarly, I, I take that back. I would say a lot of people. I'd imagine, I wonder how many people actually know what scholarly articles are and what they even do. How many people can spell scholarly? I know I can't, and I'm in school. Sometimes I can. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's start with your take. Well, what's your take on them? So, well, I think we can, we can kind of break it down to what, what we mean by that a little bit, which is, of course, you know, if you're in higher education, then normally you have to show proof of knowledge, right? Mm. Or some understanding or some new thing learned, right? So when you get to the higher ends, you know, your PhDs and stuff, right? When you get to real higher end knowledge and, you know, complexities, you've got to start sh showing it by being able to write something, yep. right? So that's, you know, scholarly studies, a study on something that is from your gained knowledge that you want to learn about, or an article, you know, going over a topic or showing a philosophy or an angle, you know, something like that with data, right? So that's kind of what a scholarly study is in, in our sort of conversation. It's yep. just like some academic uh, informative information that can be peer-reviewed. Um, although, depending on later on in the topic, not always is peer-reviewed, so that would not be scholarly. Yep. Um, and that, that's actually a big misconception. A lot of people think just because it's from, let's say, an academic journal or even from certain magazines that's automatically peer-reviewed or scholarly, which is not always the case. Yeah. So scholarly articles, usually the definition means is that it's a... Uh, Basically, data or a source or something that's been reviewed by peers in that community or in that you know discipline of study, and they obviously have that same level of education, or if not higher. So mm. a lot of the times, you know, people are reviewing these. Uh, well, basically, what will happen is, assuming it's a level of PhD with a dissertation, you're going to submit some sort of formalized paper on like something you chose as an experiment or data, and basically, other people with PhDs or masters will sit there and see if you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. And eventually this will contribute to, in theory, if you decide to actually start doing experiments and stuff like that, or anything in terms of studies, that once you produce your own results, other people in your same community, such as, like, let's say, psychology, sociology, whatever, um, will review it. And in theory, if, you're, if your shit actually matches like it's supposed to, they're going to say it's peer-reviewed and your information is accurate and they're going to support yeah. it. So they so. will, well, so basically whatever you produce is going to be through the, um, it's, it's going to be, I guess, outputted through whatever institution you're going through. So the university or college uh, that you're going to go through is going to have to have that, you know, be, be part of the information because you're doing it through 
that educational institution, right? It's weird, actually, not always, but that that so we should well we don't have to talk about that. Uh, so, the reason the reason I want to bring that up is just so when it gets peer reviewed, it mm. can actually be well. Obviously, you can give corrections mm. and suggestions as to like oh well this information needs to be corrected or you might want to add this mm. or you can also just suggest that it doesn't get published. Yeah, that's as things you can do. Um, so that's why I was meaning it technically it does actually have to come. Your actual experiment, say if you're setting up, like let's say if you work in a private company, like let's say some sort of biotech company, or you decide to uh, write a whole dissertation on cellular degeneration or something. Um, you know, technically speaking, most people who are going to review this are probably affiliated with a university or something. Mm. But as long as these people are, you know, experts themselves in their field, you know, let's say if they have their own companies or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, they can also count as peer reviewed. So it's, it's weird. It's not just it, necessarily it to, school. It yeah, well, has it be, has to be through an institution, though. Correct, yeah. So, so whoever is the institution is, they have to obviously think about whether they want to get published, too, after they get their correct. Uh, inputs from others. Um, and, and that's the, why we have writing styles, such as MLA and APA. Nope. These are some of the institutions that look at your work. Mapa. But, yeah, so, I don't know. What what do you think, though? What is, so, let's see. Or, you know, I, Do you think that some of these uh, studies are too singularly focused or maybe they're not broad enough yeah, or what, we, what's your take we know, on we know the answer to that yes so <laughs> yes to both just yes so so as regular common folk me and you the okay. bottom of the barrel although i'm uh, at the mid-level thing i think very much. that we're both there. the scum um <laughs> i think about well i mean we we like to be educated in our own way to have to form our own opinions right and look at the bigger picture um i wanted to talk about it because i think with the way the world works and the many things we've discussed on this podcast specifically, it can really tie into all of it. And mm. I think especially with, um, well, the way I applied is like, especially with COVID, when you have public health issues and I think climate issues, mm. the method, basically the scientific method and the way academia treats regular people, mm. is it's not really conducive to actually get them to change their behavior or encourage them. You know, and I think it happens with a lot of people and it happens in politics and everything like that is when you're comparing common folk to people of authority, which includes education is like, okay, it's mm -hmm. viewed as being slightly above the regular person. You know, your worth in the world is, I guess, just, you know, slightly more in some aspects. It can seem that way that you have some more education. You are a, a more worthy yeah, candidate oh, than others. Going his elitism around. Yep. Let's see what happens. Right. So if you look at it and getting jobs, generally it's viewed higher. Of course, mm -hmm. it's changing. Um, but that's, that, you know that's how it's viewed so the issue i see is I think a lot of times me and you can be or like people can be screaming that like you know you idiot why are you doing this you know with covid like why the fuck are you not wearing a mask right but that's not going to get the person to wear a mask that's not going to get the discussion as to you know the benefits and the reasoning for wearing a mask right mm. so this i guess this yeah the the elitism of sort of like, even though i'm not trying to make you feel dumber than me per mm. se in either these articles or the um the opinions or philosophies gained from whatever is uh, reviewed, you know, there's some sort of conclusion, right? It, it, it always can come from a, a sort of an angle of, of elitism mm. to where a person is just not going to, they're just not even going to bother to look at the title. Mm. Or if they start looking at the title, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's too complicated, right? And whatever is gained from this, whatever is learned from this study that the person's done, as the thing is many times never applied to anything. Mm. It's not, you know, it's not a regular, it's not a regular person's benefit. Okay. And that source, so, so the angle that I see, and I, th I think it's fairly well understood, is just the, the methodology 
that we use as humans, like the scientific method and educational, you know, method that we use, just the, the way we learn and want to document things doesn't actually apply to the real world a lot of times to benefit regular people that aren't in that circle. Okay. And then when you, so when you get this article or this, you know, you have a conclusion that you've done a study and you're like, okay, here's what we should do to solve this problem. And here's what we learned. How does that get to the regular person? So here's what I'm thinking. So interesting point. Okay. I, I agree with you all your first points. I think that education used to be kind of a hallmark where it, it, it basically guaranteed some sort of, let's say, mid-level to hiring job. Um, at least that used to be kind of the standard. Now it's, it's hit and miss. There's some dra- trade jobs that pay better than, let's say, you have a PhD in art history. You know, it just it, it depends. But um, I think it would depend on, now this is getting a little more abstract, but the country. Because I think in the United States, we don't really value the sciences that well i think it's just more i don't know just it seems like the united states it doesn't seem it's it's as relevant so can i ask but, in, in that and, regard how would you i think you need to break down a little bit what you mean I will, by that i will that in okay. a second but the same thing also the uk like at least when i was over it didn't seem like there was a i mean the uk has some of the most prestigious universities right but you don't really hear them at least when i was over there, i didn't hear them discuss that much even while i was in oxford it wasn't, it's weird, like the town itself didn't seem like it was such a, like a focus. It seemed more of a selling point that it's like, this is, you know, kind of how our town and community works, you know. We're all vested in the idea of higher education. Um, there's a bring it up because, for example, I'm thinking of some other countries like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, that like, they have a more scientific approach to things, very like, you know, in terms of they appreciate their sciences, to the point it seems like it does dictate their polit- uh, politics and... I think at least those examples are pluses. For example, Germany during you know COVID, they're one of the first countries to shut down pretty quickly and kind of get things done. Mm-hmm. So in South Korea, they use science, and they use you know Scarlet article stuff like that. They recognize. Are you telling me everyone works. in Korea works for Samsung? I mean, maybe. <laughs> this makes perfect sense. <laughs> hey man, money's money. But um, either way, so I think you know I think there's examples we see outside the United States where there is still a. Uh, you know, academia and scholar articles still have quite an influence because it just depends on what the country values. Like in the United States, I don't think we really value education as we mm. should. Or at least maybe the importance of it has been lost because I think we talked about this before. Depends on what you're trying to get out of education. I mean, if you're trying to get just money out of it, then I it's hard to say, but I feel like maybe it's not for you. Like, because mm. there's other ways to make money. I, you, know, you so. could you could say that you would do a study on our, on a our dissertation or something that honestly does not matter at all. You just have to pick something. Yeah, if get you it look, done. Yeah, get, get your degree. Yeah. So if you go, yeah, it depends on degree. So yeah, I mean that's true. But that's why I mean I think it depends on I think you know in terms of like you know for example like I brought up also I forgot about Iceland too. Uh, they are big into like geothermic sciences because mm. I said where you know they live and you know I mean they're still basically their islands on an active volcano, so you know and one of them did go recently. I mean luckily it wasn't anything big. Like, it wasn't some sort of let's say because they don't have any. I don't think they have any stratovolcanoes. But point point being though, um, you know as well as they have to recognize because you know depending on uh, you know uh, you know environmental issues, it could endanger everybody that lives on that island. Depending yeah. on you know so. You know, they almost have to have more of an appreciation for size because it's dependent on their survival. Would so, you say that that... So that's an example of existentially... It is. And academia then, is important there because of what's learned. Right. And then same thing I would say with Germany. 
So Merkel, I'll people don't know, she actually has a master's in biochemistry. Yeah. So she's she, a smart cookie. She's a very smart cookie. To quote people. So even when COVID stuff happened, she was on the front line trying to help with the vaccines and stuff like that. So this is the, so the chancellor of the... She's actually in the lab herself. Yeah. So it shows like, and you know, just, just her as basically a figurehead, right? Even though she actually does have political power, right? Mm-hmm. Her is just, let's just say abstractly, abstraction, ab- abstraction, you know, from an abstract point of view... Let's just say she just was a figurehead, right? She wasn't actually involved in politics. Even her just being on the front lines, be able to, you know, said work with vaccines, understand the process, that could be inspirational for younger generations to be like, I want to be like her, a scientist, you know? She would probably have to have, and in that regard, I think, which is something I'll bring up in a sec, is a, a leadership role. Now, whether mm. she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not prime minister, but she's in academia. Or, or her field, she's some sort of leader in some sort of yes. field. But you get then, what I mean, right? Then she would so, have that effect too. Yeah. Right. And say that we kind of talked about the other day with the, uh, you know, the the royal family. I mean, I mean, Prince Harry is was he a lieutenant now? Like he, I mean, he he does actually have military raking, but the rest of the family, it's like fucking useless. It's like what I know. It's like I, I don't know exactly. I don't, I mean, I imagine they probably have some sort of degrees. Quick but to the horse and carriage. Right, but they don't use them, right? They just use their basically heritage as like their kind of free mm. ride, free float, you know. So that's what I mean. So the United States, I don't think Obama's probably the last example of like why you should be educated because he was. I I don't. I think he just has a master's in law. I don't. Maybe his PhD. I, I gotta look it up. But he's also a highly educated man. And his wife. So, yeah. Yeah. So they both have. I. I tell you, I think it's a P. I gotta look it up. But I know it's in law. But point is, you know, getting either a master's or a PhD in law is not an easy task. Yeah. So it shows that you critically think, you know. But and I believe you went to. I think it was Harvard too. I gotta look it up. But it was it was a college back east. But point is, some sort of Ivy League type. Yeah. The thing is, what's interesting, right? So uh, you know, uh, this is what's kind of interesting about scholar articles, right? Because. They over like the now this depends on your field, right? But this is uh, they've been basically studying like studying how uh, presidents speak at basically what grade level they speak to the average person. Mm-hmm. So far, Obama has been the highest, he's been speaking at 11th grade uh, English level. So, it's what we need 11th so, grade America. I know, but here's the, but isn't the kind of industry that there yeah. was a study that was scholarly that they analyzed each president in the past, you know, basically 20 years and this mm-hmm. were like, hey, like. This is basically the English of their speaking to the calm person because it represents the overall English understanding of mm. everyone in the United States. So, so it seems like Obama had more faith in us. A little bit. So that's an interesting point you bring up because that I think that's good. Like I think that, well that 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 goes basically into you know behind the scenes of politics, right? There's an entire team dedicated to provide you know information out there to the to the benefit of the politician right mm-hmm. to get them the most voters to get them the most sway right that's what happens so that's a perfect example um kind of of that is like well with this information you learn it's not going to benefit the average person once again it's going to benefit people in politics mm. which is interesting it's like okay like for me for me and you that's interesting information because that's like oh this kind of shows you the way the u.s works but not everyone thinks like that, right? That's true. Which is our issue, which is not to, to blame everyone in this topic, but it's just a, the reality of the of the country we live in. Yep. And each country has different cultures, right? So yep. that is an interesting point where that shows you the the issue once again, which is I mentioned elitism is it's kind of it's kind of what's happening is if you have people with 
Well, I think it's too that the, the some educational level that's low for some, but also I think the attention level. You know, if you don't, if, if you go big word, some some people just turn off. You know, they're like, I right. I, I don't want to put that sentence together and break it down as to what it means. I just want like things go boom, and then oh, I get it more. What's microbial degenerations? <laughs> corona is that Corona light? No, 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 no. That's not beer, sir. <laughs> right. So, um, that's kind of where we're at, and um. What I thought was interesting is that basically, I get a sense. Biometric <laughs> oh. nuclear fission. How did I say that? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, or like from our. I mean, this is a foreign language, but I think it's funny if you guys ever watch Euro Trip, but they give them the safe word. And it's like, like you seeking hyperflapping. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying they're like, I have no idea. <laughs> so, Grant, that's a foreign language, yo. But um, and he said the wrong word. He did. He did. The worst things happened. Bring out the flag. I was like, I'm with the hook and the... Fucking monkey in the corner. That was rough. That was rough, Dylan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's true. People, well, it's seriously, because I think the reason that happens is because people feel like they're getting insulted. Yeah. That's really the baseline of it, that people just, you know, they feel like whatever... It's weird, because that's also from psychology, where the whole idea of, like, belittling or making people feel smaller... Um, could be seen as you know obviously a threat so it's it's nuts so because also depends on each person's interpretation of how mm. they're feeling belittled yeah you know because i like i remember i was watching this okay interesting this uh this one youtube channel about this uh this one girl how she got into her dream schools even for low gpa um but yeah, of course it was clickbait right because he found out it's like when she first started college yeah she had a low gpa yeah. but then you know over time she worked up her gpa to 3.5 so it was that she got in with a 2.6 is just at the start of her college career, it was low, and then she worked to raise it. So, kind of still clickbait. So, but um, so the reason I'm bringing that up is because so she brought up an interesting point where she was seeing the counselor's office because she wanted to basically go to law school, you know, and she picked some of the higher ones like UCLA stuff like that. Um, and you know, of course, when the counselor saw her GPA, the two point six, she's like, yeah, this is a joke. She took insult to that, you know. She 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 took it as like, oh, you're belittling me, you know. She thought about all this crazy stuff that she's gonna report to the school board, say it's like, yeah, no, this is discrimination stuff like that. But of course, as she analyzed the situation, realized it's like, no, she wasn't trying to belittle me. She's just being honest. No, you know, no higher in schools gonna accept me for two point six. So, it's true information. Yep. So and, seriously, yeah. so you have true information. Same thing with COVID. I. I I remember just like even with the masks, people took that as insults, like as if it was an attack on their like individual liberties. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's kind of I, that. I think we both kind of touched the same thing, which I I, I I kind of mumbled through it a little bit, which is it's it's that difference. It's yeah, it's feeling belittled, even when someone's trying to just get facts out there. And it's a case of you have to find a better way that's yeah. more approachable to get facts out there. They try that with Dr. Fauci still didn't yeah. work. And <laughs> nicest man ever. And every year is Hang him <laughs> Hang him by his mask. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at, you know? Um these the whole point of this is to help the human race make decisions, you know, with more information, make a decision that's better for the public. Mm. Um, but not 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 everything is a government decision, right? You can't just give all of your articles and studies and white papers to governments and be like do something with this because first of all the people in the government aren't necessarily smart and that's where the issue <laughs> lies is you look at all of our pol- you look at all our that politicians brutal, right? I mean, our group are brutal. right there's incompetence galore right we, we we know that and then if it's not incompetence it's like malfeasance 
Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Which okay. is not to say everyone, because you think of Obama, right? And you're like, okay, well, this is a leader who generally was one of the most likable. And I think people think like he didn't do everything as per usual. Leaders generally can in the U.S. get everything done that they say they want to do. But he did some stuff and people can be proud of that. Yeah. Right. But not everyone is like Obama. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whether you or whether you were a fan of Trump and you thought he did things, you know, that appropriate, whether, you know, good or bad from our opinion, but he did things. Okay. Well, not everyone's going to be like Trump. Not everyone's going to say what they think or do what's on their mind. Right. Mm. And many people in government don't. They just kind of repeat it. So they get a new information. Then you have to find a way to implement that. And that's just one aspect. Yeah. If it's supposed to be like public education and in, in the sense of trying to educate the actual public, not going to school, then round you know back to square one again how do you communicate that to people so this is where the point is i think like personally we both find lots of value in these studies because we think it's either interesting or entertaining it's something that is in our realm of like oh wow it's cool to learn that i have some knowledge and it's cool to learn this new thing Mm. right but majority people aren't like that and then you, you you relate that to like real life when someone is working a lot, has kids at home, or, you know, whatever situation, the working class, the poor, and you're like, you put on the news and you read some new thing you have to worry about or do differently. Right. For example, right, I was listening today to a podcast and it was going on about climate change, right? And mm. California has some pretty dumb policies by dumb people. Mm. And the problem is sometimes they're smart policies, but they're in, they're in the, the, the realm of California where it's just not going to work, or there's so many other issues you can't implement it. So... Eco, like, you know, trying to make homes more eco-friendly and efficient. All cars EV by 2040. Yeah. Good luck with that. Right. So many issues, right? Because then, then we have to power this. You have to make sure our grid can handle it. And our grid already can't handle it in the summer. But, you know, they, California wants to ban, uh, like, gas appliances in new homes. And you're thinking, okay, well, it makes sense if gas is a fossil fuel, blah, blah, blah. But then you got to think about how, well, where does the cost come from? What is mm. the cost difference? Who's paying for it? How does one afford a new home? If they're built more expensive now, and we already have a housing crisis, right? Yeah. So back to square one. And then I learned, okay, well, studies have shown that if you have gas appliances in your home, you are getting significantly more um, poisoning from the gas appliances, even even them working regularly. You're exposed to more pollutants. Pollutants is more accurate. Um, From that, from burning those fossil fuels, which can affect child development, all kinds of things. You're like, fuck, now I've got to worry about that now. Should I go move out instantly? And then you get into this realm of how much shit should I worry about? You gotta be careful going the down world... the rabbit hole, though, my yeah. friend. So this careful. is what I'm talking about with application: is as a regular it's person, it's like YouTube. Is QAnon real? <laughs> and then it's like you click one video, next thing you know, you're down the QAnon hole. Why is my child of color? And then, yeah, just so many things. So, like that's that's what I think about: is you trying to you trying to apply like good good information to the regular person. At the end of the day, especially in the U.S., considering we're the richest country in the world, the poorest of the poor, you know, the lower percentages, no one has time for that. People are too stressed out yeah, to worry weird, about right? that we're, stuff. We're the richest, but I, I got to pull it up. So one of the schools in Nor- so it was in Norway, one of their universities. So what a lot, which we do in the U.S. too, um, during like spring breaks and stuff like that, some universities will actually produce pamphlets basically telling you, one countries to avoid if you plan on traveling for various reasons, stuff like that. Don't go to Canada. Their health care is too good. So, so Norway, listen to us, basically as a third world country. They're like, don't go to the U.S. They have collapsing infrastructure. They have no health care. So if you get injured, you know, you're basically out. So, if it says interstate the roads or are Detroit. Unsafe. And Norway. I love the things they quoted. You know what I mean? Infrastructure, no health care, roads are unsafe. I yep. was like, oh, crime. <laughs> 
So yeah. I love the example, USA. It's like, oh, fuck me, that's bad. So. Well, this is something I think over time we're breaking down. Why Why is that true? Yeah. And this is this is, a, this is just one aspect of many as everything intertwines and we're, we're all as amateur idiots, as I like to call us. Uh, we're all trying to figure out, like, how does that work? And this is one example of this... No, we're double A's, man. Amateur assholes. There we go. Asshole. I was thinking, actually, of a title for a book. If I was uh, to become an influencer, it'd just be, be more of an asshole. The probably is already out there. I feel like that surprised. would get... It's going to get good sales. For me, like, thousands of books produced, like, almost every day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's out there and somewhere. This, we just don't know. The first page in the book, as it says, warning, if already an asshole, do not read. Just letting people know. If you're not an asshole, be more asshole. You'll get more. Th- anyway, that's a daydream. Conversation for another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of partially sum this up. I don't know. I, I, I see your point. I think I, I got to go to my point earlier. It just depends where you're at, and I mm. guess what your community or your society values. Yeah, because the U.S. It seems like you know we kind of talk, which is there. So I watched this show the other day. It's called Wayne. It's on Amazon Prime. I recommend it. Really great show. It's basically depicting kind of like a young, dirty Harry almost. Um, but it's nuts, though. The thing is because the whole thing's focused about him basically getting back his dad's car, at least for the first season. Okay. Um, so, but the fact that it, it's nuts because you see throughout the film, like this kind of like... Is it a film or a TV show? Sorry, TV show. My okay. apologies. Um um, to me, everything's a film. <laughs> so the TV... seventh season of the movie. It's as long, <laughs> right? This is a long ass fucking film. Um, I haven't gotten up in eighteen two days. hours in. Star My Trek: The Forever. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so either way, um, so it just it was interesting though because the whole film, like, oh god damn it, the whole TV show, um, <sighs> there's just this focus around this gold Trans Am. And mm. it's interesting, though, because these kids that basically go to get the car from, you know, the mom that ran off that stole it from the dad, all that shit. Um, they grew up in, like, the kind of terrible area of, like, Boston. Like, but like kind of low-end dump area. But it shows you in our society, even at the lowest economic levels, you know, there's still an extreme value uh, in materialism. Where people will basically pick materialistic goods over essential needs. Like... I don't know if that was the intentional underlying theme of it, but mm. you know, you gotta get the depiction where it's like you know these kids are. I mean, maybe that's all they have to cling to because they have no other hope of like let's say getting educated or yeah. whatever. But that's all they're clinging to is this and this. I'm assuming this is taking place in modern day because all the cars look newer too. Besides the Trans Am, I'm assuming this is like early 2000s, maybe a little later. So this mm. car is so from the 70s. I believe and the, fact the car so, is a tchotchke. A tchotchke. Yeah. Nice. Some wares, a bit and bob. Oh, uh, instead of Franken and Golden sets or whatever the fuck it's called, you know, we have Pontiacs. Yep. <laughs> so how we um, work. But yeah, so just you know, so that shows you the U.S. I feel like the same thing with guns. There's you know, there's a there's a really heavy focus on guns, even when they're not really needed. And so essentially, it's always materialistic stuff. Like I feel like that's what the you know, the U.S. values more than anything else is basically being seen oh, versus you know growing dylan you have lifted up the man cover of the conspiracy of the u.s <laughs> it was all We're actually being lied to. keep buying your nikes oh, so <laughs> so yeah um well what i got from that is from that show is is probably i i got the sense it's kind of like breaking bad in a way where it's mm. it's like 
on the grand scheme of things, stuff that's not important or dramatic. You know, uh, especially the beginning of Breaking Bad, it's like pretty darn slow. Or like Better Call Saul spinoff, it's like it's really just personal stuff happening yeah. over time that's not massively interesting. But it's written well, and that's kind of something that's maybe applicable where people are like, oh yeah, I did dumb shit when I was 14. Maybe. You know, working yeah. class stuff where, uh, so that's kind of an example of sort of the opposite, where you're trying to connect with people through through art, I guess, in, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's about that example though, because well, even the adults in the film though are heavily focused on the car. So that's why I'm just kind of wondering if this is like so some sort of multi generational like, hey, we're not gonna give out of our economic situation that we're in. You know what I mean? We're always gonna be poor, but at least we could value this car. You know? <laughs> so, Fuck bitches and burn rubber. So don't get me wrong. All right, I wouldn't mind one day getting a Pontiac Trans Am and converting it to eat electric, especially make it look like some sort of crazy. 1980s Back to the Future dealio. Yeah. But it is like, I know I don't need it, though. I'd rather you know what you'd call it? You'd call it vehicle. E-Trans. I would, actually. Transy. I would. Transian. On the E, I would have on the hood. In the Eagle, I would have E and then Trans, right? Now, a lot of people are going to get confused because they're probably going to think something else. But the E will be in basically blue and green to represent EV and then regular Trans. There we go. So. I'm E-Trans. Okay. I'm I identify. I identify as the internet. <laughs> I am electricity. I, I'm not going to fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't fuck with that. Um, yeah, so yeah, so it, it just shows you. So, and, you know, it kind of goes to everything else, but uh, what, what's your sum up on this? What, what do you think? It's all this, fucked, Dylan. My summary of every episode, it's all fucked. Um, <laughs> this is why yeah. I sum up more, I so, guess. <laughs> what, I would, yeah, what I would like to see is just, I don't know. I guess uh, we need to have a different method or we need to try different methods. Maybe we don't know yet of just being able to communicate things to people so that they feel like they can, first of all, trust people in academia who have education, who they perceive as being superior and elite, right? Hmm. And that word gets thrown, thrown around a lot, but it's just that feeling of like, you're making me feel smaller, either directly or indirectly. I just feel like you're not understanding me or know that I exist. And you're just telling people, wear a mask. And we understand, so, you know, we get it. But not everyone gets everything when we try and announce it publicly. Yep. So we need to we need to be better communicating with people personally. Yep. Yeah. I'll say my final take is value education, though. Even if it seems useless, there's a reason for it. Yep, and it doesn't have to be uh, an institution. Correct. Just educating yourself. And that's what's most important. Right. Knowledge is power. Thanks again, and take care.